radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Good afternoon, it's 3.30. 3.30. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, Mr. Dave Villa? I got. I tell you what's going on, man. It's the Closers sales segment today. Woo. I, I, I tell you what, man, I got up and I, 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 let me, I got up this morning and I closed everything. I closed my wife. Right. <laughs> Come on. Boom. <laughs> I closed, listen, I closed my breakfast. I closed my, I closed my underwear, brother. I closed everything today because I'm so excited. Literally, before I walked into the studios, literally a few minutes ago, before I walked into the studio, the fax machine, we still, look, I still like hearing the sound of the fax sometimes. I know we scan agreements back and we do hello sign and, te- you know, digital signatures. But every once in a while, I like hearing the fax machine ring. And literally, man, just literally 30 seconds before I walked into the studio, I was closing a deal and the fax machine rang. That beautiful sound of money being made and deals being closed. That's heard, the kind of day this is. Oh, I heard it, man. I heard it. I heard the fax machine go off. I'm like, boom, boom. Another it's got a deal, distinct right? ring. I won't let anybody. We've got like 50, 60 phones in this office on desk, and there's no ring. We won't let a ring sound like that ring because when that ring goes off, okay, when that ring goes off, it has a distinct sound. It is literally the sound of money being made and deals being closed and customers that we're able to service. Man, we're talking about closing deals today. Are you excited? Oh, man, I am so excited. You know, today is a special, it's really a special day on Auto Dealer Live. When you think about the caliber of the three guests that we're going to have. Any one of these guests, not only are they world-renowned, but you would spend big money just to have a few minutes with them. Mm -hmm. And today we have all three on the show, and we're going to get to spend some time. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. As Cribs just said, I mean, these these individuals obviously travel all over the world. We've got uh, got them from different places, obviously in their own offices, Skyped in with us today. Um, We're going to have just an incredible, incredible um, giftings and talents and hustlers hard workers, extremely, extremely good salespeople. They're going to be going over sales measures, closing measures, and, and really they're going to be talking about uh, how to close deals. And, and really that's what it's all about. Yeah, you know, that's the pinnacle. That anyone in sales, that's the pinnacle that you want to reach. You, you know, you aspire to be a closer. We all want to be closers, right? And here are three guys that have reached that level, and they're still closing deals today. It's not like they're not sitting at home writing their memoirs. I mean, these are guys that are engaged. Right. They're engaged. And you know what? Here's the thing. We're going to talk for a few minutes before we bring them on and just kind of set the tone around closing deals. Car guys, car girls, you're listening today. And here's the thing, man. The whole reason that we get into sales is obviously to close the 
the deal. Now, look, I, if you if you're we're not going to talk about you know customers today, and and there's a time for customer service. There's a time for all of that. We're not discounting it. We're not talking about you know selling snake oil. Okay, so let's put that aside. We're not even there. Okay, the three individuals in, in, that are going to be on this panel today are are absolutely incredible at what they do. They retain business. They get business. They keep business. So let's put that aside. But we are literally making no mistake about it, and no apologies. We're talking about closing business. You're in sales to make money. You're in sales because you have the ability to convince somebody to see things your way. I mean, that's what sales is about, right? I mean, you know, you have a supply and demand, and as long as the supply and demand is there, your job is to convince the person in front of you that you have the answer to their problem. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, once we get beyond the introductions and these guys really start talking and sharing, you know, if I'm a dealer, if I'm a salesperson, I've got my notepad out. I'm taking notes. I mean, th- we're really going to jump into, uh, you know, what that closing scenario looks like, some tips that will help you move the needle today at your dealership. Absolutely. And, and that's what it's all about. So we appreciate you tuning in today to the Closers Sales Segment event. Um, we're going to have Grant Cardone, Tom Hopkins, Bob Berg, obviously no strangers, names that you all know, and you've anticipated this show today as we have. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give away some things today. Listen, we want some callers. We love to have. We have questions, obviously, um, that have been sent in via social media uh, that we have already you know looked through and vetted. And we have some great questions for the panel that you've asked. But we also want to hear directly from you. So today, for every caller, okay, once the panel starts, every caller, and we're trying to get to you. The phones are going to be jammed. Eight one three. Five seven four one eight two zero. Mike, if you could put it on the screen, I'm not sure if it's possible. So, eight one three five seven four eighteen twenty. To every caller, every caller that calls in today, you're going to get an autographed book. And there's a couple choices here from Grant Cardone. We have the 10x rule. We have Sell to Survive. We have the 10x quote book, which, by the way, is absolutely incredible. If it doesn't fire, if it does, if it doesn't, if it doesn't. Uh, fire you up, your wood's wet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it doesn't stir your soul, your spoon has fallen out of your bowl. All right? <laughs> That's the deal. And the, the, then we're going to, and, not or, not if, not, not, not either, but both. We're going to give you a choice of one of Tom Hopkins' books. And he has several, eight or nine of them. We have a couple here, When Buyers Say No. And we have one of the top sales books of all time, How to Master the Art of Selling. And um, this book is my personal copy here that we have set up. And, of course, we have um, The Go-Giver, uh, Adversaries to Allies. And we have uh, Endless Referral by Bob Berg as well. And uh, you're also going to win a ticket to the virtual workshop that Cribs, myself, and Bob Berg uh, did called Insights to a Serial Sales Pro. That's just for calling in, and every caller gets those today. Yeah, you're going to win something from literally everyone that's going to be involved in the show today. And, 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 you know, all three, all three of our guests are best-selling authors as well. So. Absolutely. And more importantly, what you're going to win is you're going to win the, the ability to, to put more marks on the board, to put more business into your dealership, to become a better salesperson, to be more effective at what you do. And this is a career, listen, that is not for the feeble, it's not for the weak. So I'm going to tell you, man, these individuals have literally paved the way for salespeople like you and I, and I am so excited to get them on and to talk more about them, and I know you are as well. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. These are warriors at the closing table, and I can't wait to uh, to hear. I'll be taking notes as well. Absolutely. Let's talk about, before we bring them on to the panel, uh, we're going to start here in just a couple of minutes. They're being Skyped in as we speak. Let's talk about a couple of upcoming shows. Next week, you do not want to miss, listen, th- th- this is a buzzword 
that's gone around this Gen Y, this millennial buzzword. And, and how do I, how do I, how do I hire them? Who do I hire? What are they looking for? They're different. How do I manage them? Well, you know what? We have millennial magnets on the show next week. We have Roy Vaden. We have Ashley Stahl. Ashley is a career coach uh, in, in the, to Gen Y. She's incredible. She's a TED speaker. And she, here's the thing, man, these individuals are coming on and we have a surprise guest as well joining that panel uh, next week. And we're going to be talking about millennial magnets. Um, and then April 9th, up yours. Talk a little bit about that, man. Up yours. <laughs> up yours. Well, you know, here's another um, opportunity for us to see different angles about the up system that we're using at the lot. Whether you're on an up rotation system or whether you're on an open floor, we're going to hear both points of view from several different perspectives. We'll hear from some sales <coughs> managers as well as uh, salespeople. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about, you know, the, the ins and outs of both the up system or the open floor. So it's going to be a debate of sorts with some uh, car dealers on the phone oh, yeah. straight from the blacktop. They're going to be Skyped in talking to you about um, the up system. Do they believe in it? Are they for it? Or are they against it? There's another hot topic in the car business. It's talked about every single day. And uh, we want to know where you stand. So start talking about that now. Up yours, April 9th. April 16th, we have the uh, Great American Automotive Panel uh, brought to you by Jeff Cowan's Pro talk and uh, we have the spinners episode yeah the spinners we'll be talking about spinning paper we'll be talking with fni directors fni managers from across the country uh best practices when it comes to finance what's so important about finance maybe even getting financed involved early in the deal what that looks like how you can benefit from that so there'll be a a lot of great content that comes out of that spinner show absolutely and then uh april 21st 22nd 23rd uh digital dealer is happening in tampa um we're, we're so privileged to be there digital dealer in my opinion hey listen my humble opinion for what it's worth is the best conference that's out there i i, I think they've done a great job uh, we were there in vegas i'm going to be doing a leadership workshop and also on the third day on the thursday i'm going to be hosting Hosting a um, or moderating a keynote uh, where we have Peter Leary of, of uh, Peter Lito of Google, we have Ricky Lopez at the uh, Berkshire Hathaway Group, and we also have um, Matt Conig, and we're going to be talking about Hispanic buyers, and we're going to talk about MythBusters and busting myth that you, the dealer, probably have in your mind regarding the Hispanic growth in auto uh, purchase in the United States. We have some great statistics that you really don't want to miss. We also have BDC Boardroom Part Two live from Digital Dealer are going to be airing that week, so you don't want to miss um, that show. It's going yeah, to be I don't think there's ever really been anything like that, and mm-hmm. we're going to have an opportunity to have that going on live on the floor. Digital Dealer, uh, we're expecting standing room only, hundreds of people that will be viewing that live. It'll be so exciting, and it's right here in our backyard in Tampa, so we won't be suffering from jet lag, which is kind of cool. But look, if you're in the automobile business and you're heading to Tampa for Digital Dealer, I know many of you are, we want you to seek us out. Stop and say hello. We want to meet you. We want to connect with you and uh, and talk about uh, maybe what you can bring to the show as well. Yeah, absolutely. We love your ideas. We get ideas all the time. Uh, we get we get pitched for segments, and, and we just, just incredible things go on. And April 30th, Women Who Rock Auto is coming back to Auto Dealer Live. I was actually um, out of town when the first Women Who Rock Auto was here, so you were here yeah. as the only form You left of, me alone with all those women. You were the only form of testos- testosterone in the building. Yeah, and mine's already so low that yeah. you wouldn't know it was there anyway. So yeah. yeah, we had low T with all this estrogen, so basically it was like a girl's night out. So I'm going to be bringing back some testosterone <laughs> into the Women Who Rock Auto. Stay tuned um, as that's coming April 30th. Mike, if we need to jump to a commercial too, I see him Skyping in, but if you want to jump to the commercial prior to that, just give me the thumbs up and let me know. So... Um, 
in just a few moments, uh, Grant Cardone, Bob Berg, and Tom Hopkins, who are, who are being Skyped in as we speak, are going to be joining us here for the Closers panel. Don't you dare go anywhere. And uh, remember, we're doing a giveaway for the callers today. Why don't you talk about what the callers are going to win, Dave? Oh, gosh. The callers are going to win a, uh, their choice of books from both Tom oh, Hopkins. No. They're going to win the whole deal. They, they, we actually, they're actually getting not their choice. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I'm about, my bad. Yeah, from each bad, author. From my each bad. author. They're, you're going to win something from every single person you see on the show today, including the host. Come so on. you're going to have an opportunity to win your choice <coughs> of book from Tom Hopkins, Bob Berg, Grant Cardone, and uh, a webinar with uh, oh, kind of, I guess it's a virtual, virtual workshop. Virtual workshop is what it is. And uh, that's going to be uh, featuring Bob Berg, Dave Villa, and myself uh, with a virtual training that's coming up, uh, I think, around May 1st. And it's somewhere or right yeah, around May there. May 1st, yeah. Yeah, so you'll have a ticket to that uh, that you'll win as well. So you'll win a package, not just one item, but an right. entire package, something from every person on the show. Absolutely. Outstanding. Um, and uh, we're going to run to a commercial really quick, just a couple of minutes while they're being Skyped in, and we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is Auto Dealer Live, and this is a closer sales segment, and uh, you're, liable, you're liable to literally have a deal close and fall into your lap. You might because- want to pull your customer's chair up in front of the screen. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. We'll be right back. What does it take to build a team of six-figure salespeople? Mindset, skill set, and traffic. Six-figure salespeople think differently, they act differently, and they generate their own traffic. Join us in March for the Six-Figure Sales Conference, where some of the top salespeople in the country will share how they prospect, market, and promote their business. Also learn how they build value, hold gross, and close two, three, and even five times as many deals as an average salesperson. Call today to learn more. 612-387-7776. That's 612 612- Three eight seven 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 six. I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself, your dealership is not being effectively managed. 
Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. What does it take to... All right, we're back. We're back. And without further ado, we are we are highly highly have been highly in- anticipating this show, brother. It is um it's it's probably something that I've looked forward to uh, for a long time here. How about you? Oh, huge, huge day here at Auto Dealer Live. The opportunity to, to to share some time with all three of these professionals just unbelievable. Grant Cardone, Tom Hopkins, Bob Berg. Um, I'm just going to take notes. Absolutely, me too. And um, and and so Tom Hopkins is on the phone with us, and uh, we had a little bit of a Skype issue. It's probably that Arizona uh, Arizona lag here, but we've got on Skype and on the phone the sales segment. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring them on now. We've got the one and only um, president CEO of Cardone Enterprises, uh, Cardone Train Training Technologies. Pretty much owns Miami. Pretty much owns Miami. The uh, founder of Whatever It Takes Network, uh, the closer of closers, as I like to call him, Grant Cardone. We have the go-giver himself, and, and I've got a chance in the last few months to really get to know Bob Berg, um, incredible, uh, best-selling author. The guy's, the guy's has sold, uh, I think, over half a million of the go-giver Just alone. That book. Yeah, yeah he was on with Glenn Beck, uh, Glenn Beck not too long ago, and Bob Berg's on the, on the show. Also, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, we got a chance to sit with him uh, last month in Orlando. Very exciting. He's on the phone with us, Mr. Tom Hopkins. And, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on and joining us for the Closer segment. Um, how are you guys doing today? Fabulous. Unbelievable. Man, Terrific. I'm... Just uh, getting to be on the same platform here as Grant and, 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 and Tom, I want to just take notes. So I'm just going to kind of <laughs> hang out and do that while you guys talk. Well, we can't see your hands, Bob, so I'm, sure, I'm assuming that's what you're doing. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, obviously, we're on Auto Dealer Live, and I know you guys are in so many different spaces, And um, but we want to talk a little bit about closing deals today. And before we brought you guys on, you know, we talked, we talked about the fact that, you know, we get into sales. And, and Grant, we'll kind of start with you and let you get this thing kicked off. I don't know any better way. But you know, we get into sales to make money. We get into sales, whether it's automotive sales or what have you, to close deals. And, and sometimes I think we forget about that. And today we want to talk about the, the power of closing the deal. And, and I've heard you say that it's really not a sale unless you close it. I mean, talk about that a little bit. Let's get this thing kicked off. Yes, sir. I'm yes, sorry. Grant. Oh, man, there's, so, there's so much greatness. First of all, I just want to say, David, you, 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 you're an inspiration to me. Uh, Thank because you. Because you put all this together, and I know how much work and energy it is. And Bob Berg, you know, legendary Bob Berg, just to be in your presence, <laughs> on, uh, even if in a digital presence. And Tom Hopkins, Tom Hopkins, is so, he's so damn pretty that, that the <laughs> Skype don't even work. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, Tom Hopkins, was he was the guy that I was learning from and listening to when I was like a, a, a young salesperson, man. I was listening to Tom, so uh, just to be, just to have a moment to share with anybody that's, the audience that's interested in being great, 
that's interested in learning. It's a pleasure for me to give back. Um, look, closing the deal is everything. It's not part, to me, it's not part of the thing. It's, it's the everything, you know. Uh, in, in our culture, the corporations talk about customer satisfaction so much that I think people forgot about getting the customer. Mm. And we see it in statistics and studies that we've done with 72% of sales organizations and retail order when somebody called in, walked in, or phoned in. It's unbelievable that companies uh, would spend money to advertise their phone number or their website and then not ask, sign here. Mm. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. Maybe it's always been like that. You know, Tom's been playing the game longer than I have, so maybe he can speak to that. But the number one problem is people spend too much time selling. They call it selling. And not enough time saying, hey, here's the hat. We're, we're passing the hat. I mean, dude, even in church, they pass the hat two and three times, okay? <laughs> so you got you know, to hat. You got to ask for the order. You got to give somebody the pen and say, sign, let's ink up, let's do it. And you need to do it sooner rather than later. Well, and Grant, you're, you're so very right. Uh, I can't tell you how many companies spend so many millions of dollars to get a call, to get a walk-in, to get someone to at least have an interest in the product or service. And then that person that they're talking to has not been taught how to turn an appointment on a phone or or an uh, inquiry call into an in-life presentation where you can close a sale. And the sad truth is it's an art form of turning a voice from a phone into an appointment, but no one teaches them how to do it. You know, absolutely. And, and Bob, I want to maybe have you comment on that. But so Grant, I mean, Grant's referring to some statistics, obviously, that are out there. And he, he obviously knows this. And you guys are all in the training training industry that salespeople just don't ask for the business. And, uh, you know, and I guess the, the old the old saying telling is not selling. And, and our guys are on the phone or our guys are in person. They're going through as Grant said, a presentation, they're pitching their product, what have you, and they, they never ask for it. They assume, you know, and, and, and maybe speak to this, Bob. I mean, people obviously know that you're there to do business with them, but is that the same thing as asking for the order? Well, you know, 35 years ago, just as a bit of history, I um, moved from broadcasting into sales, and I floundered for three weeks, excuse me, three months, because I knew nothing about sales. Uh, now, I could get in front of people naturally. Uh, I could build relationships with them naturally. But I could not close because I didn't know anything about it, naturally or unnaturally. And fortunately, one, way, one day I was walking in, uh, around a bookstore, and there was this book that, and this is back in the day, now 35 years ago, when bookstores were known for selling books. Okay, so different than it is today. And I saw this book looking at me, and it said, How to Master the Art of Selling. And I thought, this is amazing. There's actually an art to this. There's a way to do it other than knocking on doors and just talking to people. And, and, and try. Well, there was. And so I got this book, and I every night for three weeks, I practiced, drilled, and rehearsed, as Mr. Hopkins, the author, taught, well into the early hours of the morning, and in three weeks, I was closing sales. 
it wasn't just a matter of prospecting and meeting people, building relationships, talking about the product or service. He taught me first how to ask questions that allowed me to know what it was the customer needed, wanted, and desired. But after that, he taught me not only the importance of closing, but how to do it. And as Grant said, and as Tom said, if you can do everything right in the process, and that's fine. You have to be able to do everything right in the process. It is a process. But you've got to be able to close. And you've got to be able to close not only in knowing how to close, you've got to emotionally understand that if you really want to provide value to that prospect, you make them a customer so that they have the benefit of your product or service. Yeah, hey, Bob, I can't thank, Bob, I can't thank you enough for those kind words. Thank you. That was just mag- beautiful. I, I so appreciate it. I, I can't thank you and Big Ziggler enough for making me into a professional salesperson. And I have just, you know, I don't know how many times I've told that story from stage, Mr. Hopkins, because it just it touched me deeply. Oh, yep. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Grant, I want to ask you this question. You know, when salesmen get to the closing table, we all want to be great closers, and that's what we're talking about here. And you mentioned the fact that, you know, we're, we don't have that confidence going in. We're not asking for the sale. We're not starting it from the beginning. How does a, how does a salesperson, you know, begin to gain the confidence that they can go in at the time, you know, that, that's appropriate and ask for that sale and shut it down? Well, no, number one, David, I think you got customers coming in today that, like, they might already be done. Like, we, we think that we have to go qualify. I mean, some of these things are now being done for us on the net, okay? They're being done because the customer is getting their financing, their payment range. There's so much shopping I can do. Uh, I'm doing a deal right now with TrueCar where, you know, Scott Painter's like, hey, man, I'm giving my customer so much data that it's simply, you know, do you have enough information to make a decision? That could be an opening question today from a salesperson. Because the old adage, you don't want to talk beyond the sale. Well, what if they come in with enough data to make the sale? All right? For instance, I'm the kind of buyer that you would never have to do anything with. By the time I get to your dealership, I have picked out the car, the color, the guts. I know what I want. I know what I can afford. I probably know what your cost is in the unit or whether I want a discount or can get a discount. And, and it's, it's a matter if you would just say, Mr. Cardone, do you have enough information to make a decision? Yeah, I do, dude. This is what I want. What can you do for me? Now, saying that, that being said, the salesperson needs to just check some points to be sure that that's a reality. And again, like Tom and Bob both said, you don't want to talk past the close. The, the, these transactions in car dealerships that are taking four and five hours for 50 bucks mm. are insanity. Okay, I, I make more money on a book sale than some of you make on an F one fifty. Wow! <laughs> and that's just freaking stupid. Okay, <laughs> t- t- so you got You got to start changing with the times. I mean, you got to be mm-hmm. great now. You cannot be average because of the amount of competition, both both in your neighborhood and on the internet. The amount of competition is, you know, it's it's almost unreal today. Not to mention, your customer is so economically uncertain that they're so, like, on either, like, they could fall off and say, you know what, I don't need to do this. I'm just going to keep the one I got for another, you know, six or nine months. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tom, let me ask you then, going in that vein, how, how do you know when to stop selling? 
Well, I think the first thing you have to realize is by, again, asking the right questions, you'll get input that will let you know what the emotional pace is of the buyer as they look through your showroom, as they uh, hopefully will take a test drive, which, of course, I think the feel of the wheel will close the deal many times. That's why the uh, demo drive is almost more important today than ever before. And But I do believe that you, you've got to be like a detective to where you're watching for clues. You're watching for them to ask more questions. That you, or they want you to repeat information about the vehicle that you've said, but they didn't really get it or want to hear it again. Or with a husband and wife, oftentimes the husband, for example, will want you to help urge the wife along by asking you to, uh, to reiterate on a certain point Again, just building the emotion so you can close the sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, Tom, thank you for that. And I know that uh, you have a buzzword about that called the master asker. I remember that from your training, and I, I, I appreciate that because it reminds me. You know, I, I think uh, – What did you score it, on that, man? Uh, what did I score? Yeah. I, I did all right. You did all right? I did, I did above average. He beat me. He beat my <laughs> score. It makes me want to – Tom, i got to come to your seminar again so I can freaking beat Cribs' score, man. He beat my score. <laughs> but uh, but talking about that, you know, and asking those questions, because Grant pointed it out, uh, Tom, you just uh, reinforced it, and I'll ask Bob as well, you know, how important is it? And, and you know, I think as salespeople, uh, we, I don't know if we're evolving into, you know, uh, being afraid to ask these questions, but uh, that's imperative, isn't it, Bob, before we, we start going down the sales road? Well, yeah. I mean, I think the more you can find out about, you know, when I, let's put it this way, when I define selling, and, you know, we all define selling in our own different ways, but I I would define it as simply, uh, you know, selling is determining what somebody wants or needs and helping them to get it. Uh, that's it. That's all it is. How do you do that? Well, you know, as Grant and Tom talk about, you ask questions, and you ask questions and you listen. You don't listen necessarily in order to have an answer to it, you listen just to listen. Listen just so you can understand and listen so that you can pay attention to those little things that later on are going to sort of clue you in that that person is ready. But I believe the relationship does need to happen. They do need to know you, like you, and trust you uh, in in order to buy. But I think when they start so that we don't talk past the sale and we're, we're noticing these signals. I think when they ask questions such as, you know, how much would the payments be, yeah, that's certainly a trigger that shows they're interested. Uh, you know, how long would this be good for? Or I think Grant talked about when, he, when, when he's buying, he's, you know, is this your best price? You know, what more can you do uh, in terms of that? One thing I've always noticed when I was in higher ticket sales, when it's a husband and wife both, is they'll – kind of be a little bit more affectionate with each other almost when they're both feeling good about it. They'll, 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 you know, touch each other a little bit more and smile at each other a little bit more and, 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 and some of those. So I think those are those little clues to look for that when you see them, now you can start asking some of the closing questions. Absolutely. Jim, we have a caller actually uh, from a dealership here on the line with us. Um, this is Auto Dealer Live. You're on with uh, Dave Villa, Dave Cribs, uh, Grant Cardone, Bob Berg, and Tom Hopkins. Um, who's on the phone with us today? Yeah, hello. You're live. Who's on the phone with us? Yeah, right. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Who we talk- who's on the phone? 
I'm sorry, say that again? I'm sorry, you're on you're live on the air and who's what's your name, sir? Hello. <laughs> Uh, we must have a bad connection, brother. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Keep calling in. <laughs> so, um, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, Bob, that's, Bob, you absolutely hit it on the head. And, and I think that that's, that's uh, well said and, and well spoken. Well, let me ask this, Bob. I mean, um, kind of staying along this line here, you know, we had a call. We had a, a tweet come through that said, um, talked about taking a, a pot of boiling water off the burner. And it, it never it never gets so not only not talking beyond the clothes, I guess, for, but from the perspective of of there's no be backs, you know, there's no such thing as a be back. So you lose the business if they escape. If you take hot water off the burner, um, it, it doesn't get any hotter. It begins to cool down immediately. So maybe, Grant, if you could touch on that, I know that's that's something that you preach you know, they're never going to get any hotter than right now. So how I know when you were in the car business and now that you're in sales, you probably had a lot less beebacks than most car salesmen do now. And I think that's what we're talking about. How do you how do you how do you get that percentage down? How do I get the percentage down? I missed some of that day. So, no. so how do I get? No, I'm saying that the, the, the tweet that came through was talking about there's no such thing as beebacks. And from the perspective oh. of closing, we talked a little bit about when to stop selling, but um, how to not let that person go, how to capture more of that yeah, business. Yeah, well, look, here, I mean, I think there's two parts to that answer. And, and number one, you know, I, I actually don't worry about loss deals or closing ratios myself. Uh-huh. I just worry about all I, all I measure is did I close more deals this month than last month. Okay. Okay. I, I you know, I'm going to lose deals. It's impossible. You know, I worry about two things. Is my pipeline getting bigger and bigger? And did I make more money this month than last month? Hmm. That's a good and point. So, so, look, the B-backs, you're, you're not closing everybody. Just not going to happen. Okay. To get that number down, that means I need shorter, shorter, not longer. The less time you spend with somebody, the less quality time you spend with somebody, the better you're going to be than spending long periods of time because it's very difficult to not make a mistake over long periods of time, okay? Yeah, Grant. Uh, number two, I want, I want the, the buyer to be introduced to other people in the, in, in the company. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the problem with car dealers is there's so much turnover in the space that the, the consumer does not trust that Bobby or David – or Tom is going to be there the next time they come back. That's a very good so point. The more people that can meet this customer, used car manager, new car manager, finance manager, other salespeople, to make it feel like family, uh, the better the better the customer is going to be. So I would just talk about, man, can you get it shorter? You know, I don't go to dinner for five and six hours at a time. Right. right. I get in, I get my food, and I get out. Okay, that's what your customer wants today. They do not want to spend time at your car dealership. I, I don't even understand why car dealers spend $25 million on a facility. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about your facility. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I, I care about the car. I don't trust that the guy's going to be there the next time I bring it in. And uh, I just want you to come pick it up when it's got a problem. So, and then I want to get out of there and, and, and enjoy my ride. I, I, I'm going to spend 90000 bucks on a car. I want to enjoy the car, not the sales experience. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct this to Tom. Uh, Tom, you know, when a customer does come on the 
lot. We know that we have to get their attention pretty quickly. Uh, we know that they already have lots of things in their mind, maybe apprehension. After all, it is a car dealership, so they come in with a lot of preconceived notions sometimes. How do you begin to, uh, right off the bat, be able to win that person over that's coming onto the lot? Well, the first thing I believe today is, is you, you come across differently. You see, most uh, salespeople walk up and have a pretty pat line. Now, what can I help you with, or can, can I show you something, or what would you like to see? I'd like them to say, thanks for coming to our dealership. I work here. What brought you in to see us today? Now, that one little sentence, what brought you in to see us today, gets them to at least tell you why they drove, spent their gas, their time to stop in your dealership, park their car, come in to the uh, showroom. And I think uh, that little sentence, what brought you in to see us today, is something kind of new. It's different. But it helps you isolate what was their motivation to spend their time, effort, and financial resources to get to your dealership. Yeah, I, I agree. And I know we only have, typically when someone comes on the lot, we really only have a few minutes to begin to break those walls down. Um, Bob, maybe you can uh, also share with us. Oh, we have a caller. Yeah, we have a caller. We have a caller. Okay, we're going we're gonna to go to the live caller. Um, hello, this is Yeah. Um, so do we have somebody on, Mike? No. Okay. 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 So, Bob, uh, I was just, uh, we were just talking about the fact that when someone comes on the lot, you know, we have a few minutes really to get that first impression, to be able to, to uh, get that meet and greet down to where we can kind of take down those walls. Uh, maybe speak to the importance of, uh, you know, kind of winning the customer over in the first few minutes so that they're open to even seeing what we have as a product. Sure. Well, first, I, I would go right with Mr. Hopkins' question there, because that's a wonderful question to draw out. Let them tell you basically how to help them own or lease. You know, let them let them tell you exactly what you need to do to help them. That, that's what that question brings out. Uh, there's also a couple different ways to look at this, too, once you begin to build that, that rapport. There are some people, and, and this you're going to sort of need to judge this, from from looking at this person and from the initial few seconds of the conversation, some people are relationship people and some people want to get right to it. You know, Grant wants to get right to it, so I'm not going to you know try to get to, to really know Grant on a real personal level. He doesn't care. He's going to tell me get to it and show me what you, you got. Uh, you know, with me. I know that I want to feel good about this person. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to get to know, like, and, and trust this person. So if this person's a type who's responsive to that, you want to ask them some questions that allow them to talk about themselves so that you can get to know them, and they want you to get to know them. So when you ask someone what they do for a living, what line of work they're in, right there they're giving you a little bit of a window into what they do. One of the questions I call feel-good questions, which are not, which are really not salesy, prospecting, intrusive, invasive in any way, but are simply rapport building, is to simply ask, wow, how did you get started in the so-and-so business? Mm -hmm. And I call this question the movie of the week question, because people <laughs> generally love to tell their story. They love to be asked, and very few people ask them. And, you know, if it happens that you can say, you know, you must have had some terrific experiences over the years, you know, what do you enjoy most about it? And, and again, you're getting them to feel good, hence 
feel-good questions, getting them to feel good about themselves and not good about you. Now, if this is if it's if the situation calls for it, you can. You know, by the way, before we even start, you know, talking about cars, uh, I always love to connect good people with other good people. Uh, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with might be a good prospect for you, or how can I know if someone I'm speaking with uh, would be a good connection or, or, or someone you'd like to meet. So when you ask some of those questions, you're just developing that rapport with that person. And again, not every customer who comes in wants that, but the ones who do are going to feel very good about you. Guys, we're going to try this again. We've had the phone. We apologize about not being able to connect. We've had multiple callers, but we have one on now, or Mike's, uh, or Mike's going to be looking for another job. Just kidding. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, uh, you're on Auto Dealer Live, and uh, who are we speaking with today? Mike. <laughs> you're killing me, brother. <laughs> we're on Auto Dealer Live. Is there, is there a human being on the phone? <laughs> Hey, luckily we all know how to handle rejection. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. yes. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, stuff happens, Mike. You're doing a great job, brother. Just keep it going. Exactly. Just don't answer the phone anymore. Um, <laughs> hey, Grant, you look like you were getting ready to say something. <laughs> What'd you say? I said that's a good idea. You might want to give that phone stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me go back to what Berg said, okay? I just want to go back to what Berg said because, because uh, look, there's something going on in this automotive space. And, and I agree uh, I, I agree with his colorization of me just wanting to get down to the decision. I really don't care about the individual there. Okay? I mean, that's right on, spot on accurate. It doesn't matter whether I'm buying a watch. It doesn't matter whether it's 5000 50000 or $50 million, okay? Right. At the beginning of the deal, I want to know that you're, you're a professional. That you're there to take care of me, and you will not waste my time. Absolutely. This is important for everybody to know because even the person that is relationship that likes the, 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 that like Bob wants to sit down, have a cup of coffee, talk, pat on the back, find out what everything. Look, most of the people walking into car dealerships do not want that. I'm telling you guys, you young guys out there trying to get on common ground with Bob Berg, you're going to fuck up this deal. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Okay? <laughs> you need to be saluting Mr. Berg. Sir, I'm at your service. Right. I'm here to get you information. What can I do to serve you? Yeah, absolutely. Once that guy trusts you, somewhere a little later, the questions Bob is asking you need to be in service. Yep. You know, that, that, that's it later. Once you, once you grab, you've got to prove that you're credible. This whole that's idea of first impression is about 30 years gone. I'm telling you. The customer hates your guts when they walk into a party. That is the first impression. It was created over the last 30 years, and you're not going to change that with a cute little smile and the right question. Well, Grant, let me ask. 30 years of stacked up, and I think Mr. Hopkins would agree. Over the last 30 years, car dealers have damaged a lot of these relationships and the ability to create a relationship. Mm, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's it's changed drastically. You're so right. Uh, The the long-term trying to build all that rapport, they want to get to the dollars. They want to have you feel you're moving fast because their time is short. No, you're totally right. And And Please don't don't think I was saying that you did need to draw that out. (laughs) So I I don't want to, and hopefully I didn't communicate that way, but obviously I did. I didn't mean you should take a long time to do that, but depending upon the person, there are those who are more responsive to that, and even if it's just a couple of quick minutes, 
that might be something that they'll appreciate. But not only. And, Bob, I just want to say that I think what you're saying is very valuable. I just think it's very difficult for a 24-year-old to start to start kind of delving into the life of a 55-year-old. And, and because the 24-year-old is uncomfortable, number one. The 54-year-old doesn't want to answer the questions because he knows what's going on. He's like, okay, son, I didn't come here to get on common ground with you. I came to buy, you know, I want to buy a car. And the statistics measure that out. I mean, the average customer is only making it to 1.3 or 1.4 dealerships. Fifteen years ago, that number was over six. So in the past, the customer was shopping three, four, five, six dealerships. Today, they're shopping one quarter of that number. Your chances of closing should have gone up three or four times. So those of you who had a 20% closing ratio five years ago, that should have spiked because the numbers show that customers are visiting fewer places. Why would that be? Because they have more information, have selected the vehicle, have an idea of what it costs, what they're qualified for, and what they want because of the intermeta that, that Bob Gore or, or, or Mr. Al- Gore, Al Gore, <laughs> Al Gore uh, created himself. Yeah, and Grant, that's that's actually a good point. I mean, technically, the deal, and this is this is where I think some of the uh, some of the, the 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 some of the some of the caverns, I guess. You know, there's a there's a space between this. How do I close on the internet? And I think that's really what we're looking at. You have to begin the process right there on the phone, right there on the email. I mean, I don't know about you. I, I've actually sent emails before. My guys think it's magic. I said, look, you can close on an email. I've sent an email when I can't get someone on the phone. I'll send an email that'll close the deal. And it's, and, you know, yeah. if, so there's a way to start that, that process. And I think it's what you're saying is it's really because the number of dealerships has, has lowered because of the Internet. Well, it's imperative that we begin that closing process then from Jump Street, from right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. look, you're, you're more sophisticated and more able, financially able buyers are not going to let you control the process today. Huh. They're gonna, at best, they're going to let you serve them at best. Now, the lower you go down the financial rung, the lower that beacon score goes, the more they want to talk to you. Okay? Why? Because nobody talks to them. And, and Grant, you were, you were talking to dealers before it was popular, this whole idea of informational sale, selling. You brought, basically, you brought it to the auto uh, retail industry. And, but what do you say to the dealers who are still resisting it? What do you say to dealers that, uh, you know, that don't want to send over all the pricing information ahead of time when the customer hasn't even come in yet? How, speak to that. Yeah, well, I mean, Mike, Mike uh, Conan, Conan and Company, Matt Conan, just texted me. He's like, last year, 18% of buyers sold deals didn't even take a cash drive. But is that good or, is that good or bad? Huh? Is that good or bad? Is that is that something that uh, is that because the Say, dealer? I don't need to, dude. What, what, I think it's good. I, why, why do I need to drive the car? I don't need to drive it. I, I go to the I go to the store and I buy two thousand dollars worth of pots and pans. I don't try them out first. <laughs> you know, I mean, shit. They, they, most of the stuff that I buy, I don't try out first. I don't get. To, I go to a movie for twenty bucks. I don't get to try it out first. I know I want it, dude. I bought already made a decision. Everybody's assuming that your customer hadn't made a decision. Some people need help making decisions. Some people don't. 
So I want to find the ones that don't need any help and shut them down as fast as I can, closing the deal. This is about closing the right. deal today. I, right. I, you're right? Yes, absolutely. So I just want to skim the freaking, you know, I just want to skim off the top. Mm-hmm. Close the deals I can and then find out who do I need to sell now? Who do I need to create value with, build value? Who do I need to create a relationship with? Some of these people I just need to knock out. And Tom, let me ask you this, Tom. So uh, throw a question. It's obviously in your wheelhouse here, your your uh, latest book, When Buyers Say No. So part of closing the deal is what if they say no? You know, I mean, let's separate the men from the boys or the good from the great, what have you. What happens when you get a no? I mean, is it is it over? Is Does your chance to close the deal now go away, Tom? Well, in a way, I don't think the real closing of the sale starts until they give you some thing to overcome. It could be a small objection. It could be, you know, the actual, we just don't want to jump into this. We have to say no. But that's one of the reasons why I wrote that book was because I've always felt that most salespeople are afraid of the no. And in essence, the no is the start of the selling process. So in a way, I think a pro isn't afraid. They almost want to get it out there so they can help them handle it and overcome it and close the sale. You know, gentlemen, this has been amazing, and, and we're, we're almost out of time, so I'm going to ask each of you, if you would, to maybe give one or two things real quickly that you would impart to a salesperson, the thing you would think is most important when it comes to a salesman at the dealership, uh, just a tidbit of advice. Uh, I'll start with you. Uh, and then also, yeah. at the end of that, tell the dealers how they can get a hold of you, because yes. all of you have valuable information, books, training, uh, you know, online platforms, what have you, how you can help these dealers uh, close more business. Yeah, we'll start with you, Bob, if you could say anything to salespeople right now. Well, I think there's a, a paradox in that the most important part of the sales process is actually the salesperson. Because if the salesperson isn't a good salesperson, if the salesperson can't close, it doesn't matter how great the product is, <laughs> it, the, person, the person's probably not going to buy. Unless, again, they come in ready to buy, it's a done deal, and if you don't close them, they'll ask for someone else who will. I don't think we can build a sales career on that one. So, the, so while the salesperson is the most important part of the process, the paradoxical part is it's not about the salesperson. Okay? It's not not about the salesperson and it's not about the car. It's about the customer. And to the degree that we always keep that in mind, that's the degree that we're going to be nine steps ahead of the game in a 10-step game. Thank you, Bob. And how do dealers and salespeople reach you? Best way is just to go to Berg, B-U-R-G dot com and pretty much everything's right there. Thank, thank you so much, Bob. And Tom? Well, I would like to just impart this, that uh, I, I believe you've got to work almost harder on yourself than you do on the job of selling to become a person that relates to more people more rapidly. And I think both, you know, Bob and Grant just hit so many key points. And I hope the folks maybe that have hopefully maybe uh, recorded this, they would listen to the ideas and delve into the concepts. But I also believe that you are the most important part of the sale, the way you present yourself with people, the way you handle them the art of listening to them, all the things that I know have made you know, both Bob and Grant great at what they do. So take the ideas you've given and make them a part of you. Tom, how does a, how does a dealer reach out to you um, and, and, and best uh, take advantage of your services? Sure. Just 
uh, Tom Hopkins, www.tomhopkins.com in Scottsdale, Arizona. And they just go to our product page. It'll show you all of our books, CDs, and all the stuff we have. Outstanding. Grant Cardone. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, David, I, I just want you know for you to think enough of me to to put me on this with Bob Berg and and the legend Tom Hopkins uh, is is a great compliment to me. I really appreciate it. And I, I think you know I would just I would I would really get your questions honed in like you're like you're uh, like you're an assassin, a sniper. Okay, like figure out what what you, what would you say if this if you only had fifteen or twenty minutes. If you got two hours, fine. But what, what if you only had 15 or 20 minutes? What would you get down to that would be so valuable that you're like, I cannot throw these questions away? One of those would be, have you seen enough to make a decision, or do you have enough information at this time to make a decision? That way I don't walk past the close, okay? Second thing you might want to ask is, when they land on a product, and that product, I would tell them price up front. I would tell the buyer. That car is $143,000, okay, up front. I would say that before I start presenting the product. And the reason I would say that is because I would then ask this question. Let me ask you, Mr. Berg, how do you justify, just curious, I'm a young guy, how would you justify spending $140,000 on an automobile? Because that's going to get you some good data about how this cat thinks about why he would give you $143,000. And the third thing I would do to set up a close, if he's not ready, is I would start looking at offering selection opportunities or selection alternatives, alternative vehicles that trap the buyer into the way they negotiate, both above that 143 and just below it, that literally, and I'm saying trapped because I'm trying to trap the guy right now. I'm trying to trap the parts of his mind that make sense between mm-hmm. 143, 154, and 137 so that we can start confining the negotiations down to something that we can actually close on. And, and how does somebody get in touch with me? Dude, if you don't know how to get in touch with me, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this for you, Grant. I mean, it, it, I tell you, if, if you're listening, awesome. dealers, and if you're not watching uh, whatever it takes right now, uh, the the reality show, you're missing it. It's uh, it's it's probably one of the best best shows I've seen. It's incredible. I've got my whole company hooked on it, and uh, like uh, like like it's crack. So um, great job on on that, Grant, and um, and and obviously just Google Grant Cardone and and pick one, <laughs> pick one of the ways. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I know you're extremely busy, and man, awesome job. Did you have some? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for all the best, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye. Well, I tell you what, man. That you know what? That was incredible. It was actually more incredible than I anticipated. And you know, really, I love the unfiltered, the unplugged, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, and and the answers. And you know what? You, You had. You had guys that were that were taking um, questions that dealers have submitted, you know, saying, "Hey, how do I do this? You know, yeah. how do I get from point A to Z? How do I close this deal?" And you know, I think they hit it straight on. I think there's some great th- things that that uh, made some common sense, you know, uh, that, that were given today. Yeah, and like you said, you know, it's it's not like watching. Uh, all these guys have great training platforms, and but it's not like watching a video. You know, you're being able to uh, just listen to a conversation and and really hear from their hearts. <clears throat> 
you know, what they would do in this situation and that situation and, and pouring into the car business, I think is incredible. Uh, the time just flew by. That was the only yeah. negative part. Yeah, it did. And by the way, those who called in, we apologize about the technical difficulties. It's on Twitter now. Mike, I saw Mike, um, and he's got track of everyone who called in. Um, we will send you the books, just like we promised. Uh, we apologize that we weren't able to get you on the air. We had a little technical difficulty, but um, thank you for calling. We had multiple calls, and uh, that could have been part of the problem. And uh, But hey, Mike, man, you know what's up? Next up. The next up. The next up is get your social on. Get Hey, it's you. Hey there, friend. We've been waiting all week to see you. Welcome to Get Your Social On. I'm Erin Ryan. And I'm Amanda Ryan. And today we're going to talk about YouTube cards. cards. Creating call to action engagement. And that's essentially what they'll do. Right. And if you haven't heard about it, don't fret. It's brand new. It sure is. All right. So this is what it's going to look like. Ta-da. Now, you may think it's like not that big of a deal. Deal, but it's it's a really cool cool addition to YouTube. It is, right? and it is more than this. It this sure is. is the icon that you're going to see below your video, right next to your annotations, your editing, music, yeah. all that stuff. It's also going to be seen by your viewers up in the right hand corner of your videos, of your YouTube videos, and that's yeah. what they'll click on to see the cards. And we'll show you the card in just a few. Alrighty, so once you click on that, you'll be able to choose from these four associated website, feature your website. This is pretty similar to annotations. Yeah. It's not very different. If you use YouTube, then you already know about annotations. Yeah, and I mean, why wouldn't you use this, right? Exactly. Get those sites. You're connecting with people who are already interested in what you're doing because they're watching your video. Right. Feature your website, verify your website on G+, connect it to YouTube, get that SEO authority. They also say that you can have fundraising, but... You know, YouTube's supported. very particular. Yeah, yeah, supported websites, fundraising websites, because they don't—they're not going to just link to any website, right? Right. Makes sense. We should all be more like YouTube. Feature supported merchandise products. So you hear merchandise? I know you're freaking out. Take a minute. <laughs> you hear you hear merchandise, and you think of inventory, you think of VDP, you think of SRP. But they again, state yeah, specifically YouTube's feature particular. supported merchandise products. Right. But give it a try. Yeah. And we don't want you to feature your inventory post if you can do it. Do right. SRPs. Yeah. yeah. Because the VDP will sell and then it'll probably take them to the SRP anyways. You can't switch those out all the time. So if you're doing a Mazda video, link to a Mazda SRP. Right. And then think about this. If you have a Hyundai Sonata that you're doing a video about, you're showing the interior exterior, you're showing off that fantastic personality then you can give this a try if it doesn't work you can also have videos and playlists that you can promote right so if you have a mazda playlist link it up and then they can choose from the different mazda vehicle videos or that Hyundai, discussed. yeah or exactly whatever whatever oem you're with yes yeah Alrighty. so this is what the youtube card is going to look like you click on that icon as the viewer and this drops down while the video is yeah playing. so that little eye will be up here and boom this pops down now think about that my friends the annotations are so tiny, and eventually you just... They're kind of boring. They glaze over, and yeah. you know, where this card is, boom, in your face. And I like a little sneak peek of what I'm going to click out to. 
Right, right, yeah. It's always nice to see a little snippet. And it was so easy. So easy. Yeah. All you had to do was put in the URL and then put in a title to it. So what we put here was wikimotive.com slash GYSO. It pulled this image. So you can't add your own image. It's going to pull an image. And then we put the official GYSO website. If it's your dealership, if it's for personal branding, you want to have whatever it's going to, whatever you're linking out to, yeah. you want to make sure that you're very clear on what it is. Right. And again, this is also spot because those are the two we actually recommend, by the way, mm -hmm. is is use your website or a, a video from YouTube or yeah. up the playlist from YouTube. And that's, this is where it'll go. This is the card that we're speaking of. Yeah, that's the card. Isn't it pretty? Yeah, it's, 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 it's aesthetically awesome. pleasing, but it's also like it's really smart. It's an upgrade. It's definitely an upgrade. Annotations, annotations though, yeah. are not going anywhere. No, but if this takes off, you never know. You never know. You know, um, it, it's just, it just looks better. The thing is too, is that we're gonna be straight up. Vendors shouldn't really be handling your YouTube accounts. Right. It, you know, it's it's a visual site. This is solely based on being able to be seen of your dealership. Let it be mm. the face. Let it be the voice. So, And the actual vehicles, right, yeah. that's on your lot. You want to showcase those. You want to showcase your personality, the dealership. You want them to know you before they even walk through your dealership doors. So they can recommend you, right? So you're giving them the opportunity to basically recommend yourself because they'll get to know you and they'll be like, hey, Bob, hey, James, hey, Ron, hey, Chris. Hey, Jack. Hey, we got somebody's name. Here, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it you? Is it you? Um, and then they'll come in and ask for you. And that's what you want. So again, you want somebody dedicated in-house for your YouTube. And the best part about these cards and why we wanted to talk about it today is because annotations you can only see via the web. Yeah. Where Hashtag TIL. Today I learned. <laughs> Hello. Um, YouTube cards you can see on mobile devices. Right. So not only can you see it on the web, but on mobile devices, which annotations did not allow. So we and, and they still don't. We say go for these cards. Yeah. Future yeah. future thinking of creating YouTube videos, put in these yeah. cards for yourselves and make sure that you're intertwining all these cards to link to other videos or for, your you know, SEO websites. recommendations, social signals, all that good stuff. Yeah. So mobile. I love that. I are know. you watching us from a smartphone right now? Tablet? I bet you are. Can you see any cards if you're watching from YouTube? Let us know. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. So it is time for Get Your Social, social On. Shout social Shoutouts. These are automotive folks that you can follow, too, on Twitter that have connected with us at the Aaron Ryan. At Amanda Shares. And together at, at GYSO Addicts. And if you want your name featured here, you can. You definitely can. Yeah. All you have to do is tweet at us. Yeah. How easy is that? Yeah. And you can also use hashtag GYSO or hashtag get your social on. Absolutely. So at Liberty Toyota, hello, hello to you and your dealership. At Junker11, hi to you. Shout out. At Tyler Honda underscore. Hey. Hi. And last but not least, at Lexus of Lakewood. Hello. hello. Your dealership can be up here. Just have to tweet at us. If you want to know more about us, we're from the internet marketing company, Wikimotive, and we have an official UISO website, like we said earlier. Of course, you can watch us live there. Mm -hmm. We have the Twitter leaderboard. You know, you get great stuff from the Twitter leaderboard. You can watch every single episode of GYSO since the beginning and get all the information that we share with you. But not only that, you can get blog posts that are associated with those videos, free ringtone, free wallpapers, all fun stuff. All oh, stuff. speaking of fun, we have the wall, wall of, fun. of fun. Are you on it? Need we say more? Just check it out. <laughs> and I just want to put in there that the articles are not, you know, a, a written out word yeah, for word. Yeah, it's not just uh, about the video. Blurbs about the yeah. video. It's actual 
uh, extra stuff that extra we didn't fit in the video. So you get an extra goodie there. Again, that's at wikimotive.com slash GYSO. If you're not a Twitter bug, head on over to Facebook. We're there too. We're there too. We want to talk to you in between sh- episodes, of right? Of we do. In, in between shows. So head on over to facebook.com slash groups slash GYSO. Until next week, friends. Keep your social life. Get social out. We are back. We are back. Continuing the closers show. That was Amanda and Aaron Ryan. Get your social on. And the next up, next up, at Laura Drives is Laura Madison with her segment. So stay tuned and watch Laura. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Close the show. Hey, Laura here from lauradrives.com and Alan Rams Proactive Training Solutions. Thank you for joining me on the Laura Drives segment on Auto Dealer Live. I'm in beautiful, sunny Scottsdale right now, and what I wanted to address today is something I spoke about in this month's Dealer Solutions. It's the number one question I get asked by owners, GMs, sales managers all over the country, and it's why don't salespeople take action? The kind of action I'm talking about is what you may know me for. It's social media, it's creating a blog, doing a video, doing things outside the walls of the dealership to attract customers in to buy cars. So first reason salespeople don't take action is discomfort. Now, salespeople think that creating a Facebook page or getting in front of a camera is really uncomfortable. And what I want to talk about is the remedy to this discomfort. The remedy is action. Action has a magic in it. And I always want to tell people, it doesn't have to be perfection. You don't have to have the most beautiful idea and plan for social media marketing. You just have to get started. 90% of my videos on my YouTube channel were filmed with my iPhone, by myself with my iPhone. So again, it doesn't have to be perfection. Content just has to exist for it to begin working for you. And what I want to say about the discomfort of thinking about starting a social media presence and building a personal brand is that that discomfort is dwarfed by the discomfort that you experience standing in front of the door waiting for a customer to come on the lot. That was my number one problem with selling cars. I couldn't just stand there because five minutes in, I was convinced that my car count wasn't going to be good this month and that it wasn't going to be able to pay my bills and that this wasn't the business for me. You know, there's really a lot of psychology behind waiting. And so instead of standing at that front door waiting, I encourage you to get out there, grab your smartphone, and video your favorite features on a redesigned model in your lineup. Reason number two salespeople don't take action is lack of confidence. They're uncomfortable with the idea as a whole or maybe a part of it like putting their face in front of a video camera. And I'll tell you, the remedy here is going to be training. Now we know that training boosts motivation and enthusiasm in salespeople and that's the missing link. Getting them excited about their product is going to make them more excited to start posting on it, start creating content or video showcasing it. 
We also want to make sure that there's enough training in the process because if salespeople aren't 100% comfortable in their process, in their role, in their profession, then they're not going to be encouraged to make a video that explains how a lease works. So there you have it. If you're a manager, start encouraging training first of all, and action, second of all, in your dealership to start seeing results with salespeople using social media as a selling tool. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Laura Drive segment on Auto Dealer Live. I'll see you next time. Thank you, Laura Madison. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to thank you guys for listening today to the Closer Sales segment. I want to thank Grant Cardone, Bob Berg, Tom Hopkins. I want to thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. At Dave Cribs at Desking Deals. I want to thank you, brother. Um, closer yourself. Yeah, it was and awesome. To thank our sponsors, too. Yeah. Jeff Cowan's Pro Talk, E-Leads, Alan Rams, Proactive Training Solution, The Next Up, Selfology. Right Hand thank Films. You. Thank you. I want to thank you guys. And we, don't forget, next week, we have an amazing show. The month of April is incredible. I want to thank somebody for inventing Meerkat. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, guys. Till next week. Peace out.